Welcome to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. I'm your host and game master, Nate Borges. Please enjoy our latest episode. Welcome to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. I am your host and game master, Nate Borges. And tonight is the winter solstice here. So no idea when this episode's coming out because of my editing schedule, but I thought it'd be fun that I have the last vestige of summer and drink my last long trail blackberry wheat. Ooh, fancy. Anything blackberry I'm down for. This is one of my favorite beers of all time, and I seek it out every year. And now we go over to Jesse with a very special announcement. <laughs> Hi there, everybody. Very special announcement. It is the winter solstice, but it is also the fourth night of Hanukkah. Get our representation here and want to share a little tradition that my wife and I started last year. And all credit goes to her for this fabulous idea that every night of Hanukkah, rather than get each other gifts or things that we don't need or don't want, we try a new craft beer together every night of Hanukkah. So tonight being the fourth night, we've already tried a few Grandma Coco's uh, Imperial Hot Chocolate Stout, an ink uh, sour that had a lot of different flavors from blackberry to vanilla, a slushy double XL treat freak, Another sour that had candy, vanilla, blackberry, plum, you name it in it. But tonight, I am drinking Claim 52's Strawberry Lemonade Zeltzer, a hard seltzer. Pretty good. Gotta say that first one sounded the best. Uh, That was probably my favorite so far. Actually, no, the ink dark stuff, the sour smoothie. um, That one's probably my favorite. The Grandma Coco. Imperial Stout was really good. It was really smooth, but something about that bright fruit in that second one was really good. You know what it is? I was going to say, like, that sour sounded the best to me. Mm. I'm actually kind of soured out because we had our holiday party uh, last weekend. Uh, I had, they had a couple sours on tap uh, at the place we rented out. And I was like, I'm going to work my way through the sours. And I'm like, all right, I'm good on sour because. Yeah, you, you have a few, and then you have a terrible acid reflux-filled night after that. <laughs> oh, fair I enough. Terrible no such thing, food. Steve. No such thing. <laughs> Tell that to the heartburn and poor Nicole having to be near me. Well, I think that's just. A well, either way, the Zeltzer is nice tonight uh, after some sours and the stout, and we've got some great beers ahead of us. So, happy Hanukkah <laughs> and drink up. Shalom, bro. Rob, what are you, you? Looked like you made something. Me? Yeah, I yeah. thought you made a drink. Oh. Looked like it. No, no, no. I'm indulging in well, the tail end of my holiday tradition where I wrap presents, watch a, my, one of my favorite movies, The Lion in Winter, and I drink mead. So I am having, actually, for the first time, I'm trying the um, Moonf- the Moonlight Meadery's Sensual Mead. Oh, I know Moonlight. Uh, which one's the sensual? Is that like lavender? Yeah, that's it. Tastes like it, it. I've never had it before, and unfortunately, they got rid of the ones that I usually get down at the, the liquor store where I actually used to work. But I had to punt and try something a little bit different this year. <laughs> Sounds Not too good. shabby, actually. 
Steve? Well, I was really craving a gin and tonic. But so I didn't have the tonic. So <laughs> the best I could have done was a gin and more gin, which <laughs> is effective, but probably a terrible idea. So, so Steve, I'm, point in fact, if you don't want to make that sound bad, you say I'm having a double. Or a gin on the rocks. Ugh, or I'm God. having gin. Yeah, it just <laughs> sounds terrible either way. Gin needs something to cut it with. Why is your gin frothy? Well, that's because I went with a beer. <laughs> which is the tail end of the uh, the Galactica uh, from Clownches. Okay. They did great shit, so I recommend them highly. Karen. I'm just having all these flashbacks like old episodes of MASH where they could make it clear all they had was gin and none of the vermouth. Mm. I do have vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> While Steve goes looking for the vermouth, Karen, what are you having? <laughs> um, so another shout out to another brewery in Rhode Island, Graysale Brewing. I'm having a Dave's Coffee Stout. Quite good. Pretty refreshing. Even though it's a little um, heavier, but being the end of December or towards the end of December makes perfect sense. It's warming the soul. Great and sale then, is always a solid choice. I know Dave had his own beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to do a I'm quick one here and throw you guys completely off kilter because it is December 21st, and this will be our last recording before Christmas. We're going to go around in the same order we just went. Favorite holiday movie? Go, Jesse. You picked the person that doesn't celebrate Christmas. I said holiday. Yeah, but that gets rid of 99% of my options. I stopped myself. I was going to say Christmas. Either The Muppet Christmas Carol or Scrooged is what I'm going to go with. Okay, awesome. Solid choices. Rob? Well, given The Muppet Christmas Carol is taken, I think I tipped mine already. This number two would be The Lion in Winter. Okay. Steve? Uh, now I gotta think about this. Um, Damn it, definitely Jesse. not a crazy no, nights, I'm sure. I'm gonna go classic. Um, you know, during the holidays, there's a few movies that Nicole and I catch every time, and one of them is Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Very classic. Home. I prefer Home Alone. Nicole prefers Home Alone 2. But where we both converge is Die Hard. Okay, yeah, so three movies when I asked for one. Thank you, Steve, for... <laughs> Reginald, Reginald Bell Johnson just confirmed that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Get over it. He would know. And, and he could Karen. not be more right, so... And if you can't trust Carl Winslow... Winslow. Says it isn't, and I don't give a crap. I'm going to watch it on Christmas, because I like it. Um. So, my first choice was The Muppet Christmas Carol, and then that was taken. And then my second choice was Home Alone, that was gone and then my third choice was die hard just because it's kind of funny um but actually now that those are all out the window even though that this is my best my favorite one um i actually really like um klaus from the net it's like a netflix original it's Mm. and i just appreciate the originality of the story And I'm going to have to go with the only other major movie that you all missed on this list. Christmas Vacation. Oh my god, how did I miss that? It is a good one. You know what's another great one? Batman Returns. 
I, that was my <laughs> backup. And Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas is a good movie. But I, I like want to point one, out, know? why did I pick a movie and then suddenly you couldn't pick that movie? <laughs> no, it's, it's redundant. Was, well, yeah. speaking of the Nightmare Before Christmas, oh, I think that's where you guys are. Although, yeah, so we're in the forest, right? No, actually. Our party finds themselves back in Sandpoint. After finally dealing with the threats at misgivings and debating whether or not they'll go back, they went back for they went back to Sandpoint to catch up with the sheriff and Amiko at the Rusty Dragon and get a good night's sleep and a well-deserved meal. Also, isn't it September in game or like the equivalent? <laughs> no, it is the end of October. It is think actually October. Uh, October twenty-eighth. Also, my brother's birthday. You, you say we're in uh, Sandpoint, but I'm looking at the map here, and it's misgivings, and there's a T-Rex with an enormous erection on the on the board. Yeah, I don't know how that got there. I, I, think... I, I blame Rob. Yeah, clearly that was me. Who else would have done that? Name three other people. Anyway, so like it is, it is the next way. morning after your <laughs> night of revelry and... Uh, contemplation. I'll go with sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sleep. Contemplation. Right, so pretty hammered. Contemplation. My ass. So you wake up the next day. What do you guys do? What do you want to do? I had a thought. Oh no! Did you guys ever tell the inspector about the map with the X's in it that we found in the asylum? With, you know, the necromancer. I was going to say, only one person, I think, knows about this in our current party. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, I've been listening back to the old episodes, and it's like, there were a number of X's for ghoul attacks, and I know we probably hit most of them, but did we hit all of them? Because if not, there might be a little party of ghouls hanging around somewhere. I think we hit most of them, but then we ran like headlong into that clusterfuck at the at the farm, and that kind of diverted our attention. Hmm. Okay, well, I would have to say that if you picked up Maniri's notebook, it would have been in there, whether Gotara told you or not, um, okay. because she took fairly meticulous notes, and I know Dominic also did as well. So if his notebook That's is still true. around, the two yeah, we between the two. I feel okay. like you would have definitely had the that, information you needed. Yeah, that definitely seems like something <laughs> the inspector would go through. You would have read is, that, I'm sure, in like a minute. Yeah. Yeah, the did Clue ever ask Dominic's for like our records? It just has like I heart Shalalu all over it. <laughs> so that's in the margins. That's only he in the margins. Into, uh, <laughs> like this Shalalu. What happened to her? She fell um, 300 feet to her death. Yeah. <laughs> she drowned in a bucket of water <laughs> because I played the NPC and it was a DC 13 reflex and I had a plus 8 went oh it'll be fine and I rolled a 3 love it Mr. Um, Dominic Shalalu so I guess he will ask Gotara uh, the inspector will go to Gotara uh, Gotara I've been reading over some of our uh, prior comrades notes here and there seems to be a map with uh, attacks of ghouls. Uh, do you happen to know where this is? Hey, I believe that map is with Miniri's things, which, of course, we still have. 
So we're going to go through the bag, yeah. and we will try and find the map. Janos just gives it to you. Didn't we All also right. have to see Fulton, he says, while giving it to you? Sure. So... Who is Fulton? I don't know. That's what I have in my notes. Oh, God. That's a whole other thing. I think that's when we get the Magnabar, isn't it? Yeah, so... Uh, have, uh, have, yeah, that's it. Have we as a group explored all these X's on this map of Gulatats? Well, I'll say this. Why don't, why don't the three of you come to a decision on that? And if you want to go check out the rest of these, we can certainly do that. Before we do, though, there's something I need to take care of. And don't, don't forget, either way, we still need to deal with misgivings. I'd rather sort that out before we take care of any random ghouls that may or may not still be around. Yes, yes, I'm just saying we should not leave some undead around. Of course, the uh, the house full of necromantic energy. We, we, <laughs> I'm just making sure we've done a thorough job cleaning up before we go to Ma Magma and uh, get to the root of the problem. I will tell you I... that that map with the X's, you now know that those X's are over places like Sandpoint, uh, the Hambly Farm, a couple farms around there, like neighboring farms around the Hambly Farm, around the Misgivings House and surrounding areas. So without checking out every X, you've pretty much crossed them all off. Okay, that's good. Where did we fall on uh, Scarnetti? Are we still thinking he's involved, or did we rule that out? It looks to me like unconnected. We got a motive rant from the man himself. Yeah, yeah that, that trail kind of cold went kind of cold. That's kind of what I was thinking. I just want, wasn't sure if we wanted to double it, check on that, but all right. If I mean, if Clue wants to try and like interrogate him, see if he knows anything about this brotherhood that you know he see former friend Aldern seems to have actually been working with them by all means. I don't know how well Scarnetti will take to Clue, but you never know. Janos wants to have the burial for Miniri. Aye, that, that is priority number one. Yes, yeah, so let, let, let us uh, let us bury our fallen comrades uh, and yeah. we can figure out next steps from there. I think um, I actually... Minnie and I spoke a wee bit prior to all of this, and I think I knew roughly what she would have wanted. Um, Janusz, could you, would you mind handing me the pot? To be snorted by a bunch of orphans. Janusz gives you the pot containing her ashes that we also tied. And he's like, yes. I'm going to untie it. So, no, the inspector cannot sneeze and scatter the ashes. I never did such a thing. So, what we're going to do, or what I'm going to do at least, you guys can feel free to follow or not, is I'm going to head down to the docks. Janos is going to follow you. Dame will come with you as well. Hmm. Sure. Dame, girl. I'd have at least once. So, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to try and find an empty dock, which, if it's early enough in the morning, it very well be doable. Uh, there's definitely a couple people milling about, like getting ready for the day, and a couple ships coming in or leaving, but it's mostly empty. Yeah, so we'll find kind of an empty little dock that, so that we're not screwing up anyone's day. And I'll look at the others and say, you know, Minnie didn't have an easy life. From what she told me, a lot of truly 
horrendous things that really would have, I think, would have broken just about anyone else. But she always had that little bit of strength that got her through and kept her going, even when it seemed like she herself didn't want to. And the one thing she always mentioned to me, mind you, she was a tad drunk at the time, but you never know, um, was how much she wanted to get back to the sea. So I thought this would be the best thing to do with her. And I think from there, because she never expressed to Gotara at least any particular religious opinions or any deity that she followed. And I think Gotara kind of got the impression that she was one of those people for whom, you know, like the gods are best ignored and to be ignored by. So, but she would still go into kind of a traditional dwarven prayer for kind of the repose of the dead, basically. And then, you know, picture kind of that moment in Rings of Power, if you've seen it, where they're praying for the miners that are trapped, kind of similar to that. We've only gotten to episode one, so spoilers, thanks. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that's that anywhere. They I will not even bother watching it. Of the whole series, it is right the there. The entire series is ruined. Yeah. God damn it, Rob. Well, I hate uh, to tell you, Steve, but he forges the ring of power in the end. Wait, who? Oh. <laughs> what, are you going to tell me there's some sort of Lord of the Rings in this series? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least there isn't, like, some sort of master ring that controls all the other rings, because that would just be I would broken. be shocked and very deceived by that. We don't need to go through the plot of Lord of the Rings here. <laughs> I disagree. What else is Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> now that Miri is Lord our, of the Sea. That'll be our other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So, and then once we're done with that, I'll scatter the ashes into the sea. Janos will you... raise his weapon out of his uh, scabbard and just kind of hold it in the air as he does this. Random sailor throws Chum into the water just where the cracks <laughs> fly. May the Everlight guide your soul's way to the sea. I'd like to think, too, that because we didn't know that she had this, it probably went into the fire with her. That once we dump everything out, we see, like, a necklace with a single shot, like, round shot in it hit the water and just kind of float out into the ocean. Yes, because that's what bullets do. <laughs> We're burying a cat person. Don't screw up the moment that I spent a decent time of the day thinking about. Physics got over in the, the way. Of Maniri. Lead is heavier than water. You know, I tried to do a thing. It could be a few minutes later. <laughs> a few minutes later, Janos will sheathe his weapon. He says nothing. As you all quietly reflect on what little or much time you had with Miniri standing at Dockside watching the ashes continue to float away, not filled with chum. Ashes to ashes, kitty to litter. You all wonder what next? As you said previously, do you go back to Misgivings? Do you go to Magnamar? Do you call it quits? Is this too much for any of you? Is it worth the price of your life? Hmm. Janosh's resolve has only gotten stronger since he's hmm. realized that Aldern was only the first step in getting his revenge. I am contractually obligated to see this through. 
people are in danger, of course I'm not gonna walk away from this. <laughs> this group looks like it needs some spiritual guidance. Yeah. Obvious paladin is gonna. Okay, pass. that hurts a little <laughs> bit, amongst <laughs> other things. <laughs> she didn't say that out loud. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I do not need spiritual guidance. Logic dictates my. Something logical about Clue. It's all emotive. I'm just saying, you have a very American-centric, uh, you know, feeling towards accent. Actually, I was, I was thinking he actually he weird, Just because he has a traditionally elvish accent, you are belittling him. He's been nothing but a professional. Actually, he's a very Rousseauian character, in my opinion, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway... Now, the guy playing him, yes, totally fucked up. <laughs> the German playing him. I think we need to go to Magnamar. I think and we take need to finish of off. I think we need to finish off Misgivings first. I think misgivings we need to sell our way. stuff before Ooh, we go to Misgivings <laughs> and then go to Magnamar. But if we can't sell it all here, we'll wait until Magnamar. Well, well, I mean, either... we, we can more or less do the that like off air. Who need it? Yeah, unless you guys are looking for something specific item, if you're just trying to sell the gold, we can do that off. Yeah, um, totally. We'll do I, that off there. I actually do need to buy, and I know where I can go, because it's the same place we sold it to, I need to buy some silver dust. Okay. You guys did sell that. Actually, I think you gave that to Amico to sell. Yeah, but I had... Didn't you say there was like a jeweler in, around here, too? Because we were talking about where we could potentially sell it. Yeah, there is a jeweler in town. You could probably also potentially find some at the blacksmith if he's worked with silver though that's usually a whitesmith not a blacksmith yes that's actually a difference anywho um yeah so i'm gonna head to the jeweler and see if i can't buy back some of that silver dust sure i'm gonna say you're able to find some it's pretty reasonable so i have no idea how much silver dust is off the top of my head so whatever you look up find it just notate it on your sheet for me there there's an actual gold piece amount that i need so that's what i'm checking on right now while you guys do the rest Sure. So, Nate, I have a question. Um, I was trying to look this up, and I couldn't really get a straight answer. Alchemists or investigators, they mm-hmm. don't traditionally cast spells. So, I was, but they do kind of have like a similar book, kind of like a wizard. I know we've picked up a few spell books. Is there any conversion, or am I just screwed on this? No, you actually, actually, it does say it right in the investigators. Thing, I believe, because I tried looking this up at one point. I believe you can learn from a wizard's book, but a wizard cannot learn from an alchemist. Okay. So I know we have at least one uh, spell book. An investigator can study a wizard's spell book to learn any formula that is equivalent to a spell that the spell book contains. Yeah. I would like to start doing that. I think there's a... Uh... I'll have to get back to you on that. I'm, I thought there was some sort of check to see if you learn it or you fail it, but I'm, maybe I'm, I'm sure wrong. there is, but I want to start looking into that because, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a necromancer. Ah, necromancers, they have spell books. How many wizards have we killed? Uh, actually, you picked up two spell books along this adventure. That sounds right. So. One from the wizard that was in... Thistletop and one from the Necromancer at the bottom of the sanatorium. Right. Bitchin'. I'm gonna get some spells. 
So we should head to get horses. I, I've actually got um, a cart, and um, well, didn't didn't have a horse, but at the very least, I've got some that can pull it for us. So if we have extra loot, we can always stock it into there. Yeah, no, she would like a horse. Well, they said that they were going to give us horses, so we have that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm down to the rather, stable. That's where your cart is attached anyway. to the personally. <laughs> also, Alfonso no, Al did have a horse that he owned, <laughs> canonically. <laughs> And it is, um... Yeah, that was given to you by Aldern. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah I was gonna... What happened to that horse? That horse <laughs> is at the stable. At the yeah. yeah. It was never fed, it died. <laughs> no, we paid for it to be, yeah. like, yeah. taken <laughs> care of. It's now glue. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's what I need to Dominic, I suppose, now. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's Yanosh. What, and what Steve, I found the rules for it. It's a lot of stupid rules. Yeah, what do you think goes I think into the biblical my surprise. Oh, okay. Unless people uh, want to hear me get. Now we'll we'll worry about it later. Uh, just I'll because I don't think I ever told you which spells were in the necromancer spellbook, so you can't really say mm -hmm. which ones you want to learn yet. So I think I yeah. literally just said I have it if you guys need it, but nobody could use them at the time. Yeah. Chips coming into port. Why do yeah. I have? Olive skin with a frying pan tattoo and a sleeveless shirt written down. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> what, what have you been getting up to in our absence? No, I don't know. I have. I don't know why I have that written down. And then directly underneath it, I have Janos written down. So the skinsaw <laughs> man turned into Janos. Would did he have olive skin and a frying pan tattoo before he turned into Janos? No, he no. quickly turned into, and none of you would know this, uh, he turned into a quick vision of Rumbles. Uh, oh, that would make way more said. sense with the frying pan tattoo. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't think Got any it. of us have met Rumbles. None of you have. No. Well, yeah, but even Karen didn't know what it was for. I'm like, what the heck am I yeah, talking about? That's fair. I got you. I got it. Yeah, he's been it. out of the game for It's pretty much a, a book. Mm -hmm. It's been a hot yeah, minute. It's been a while. <laughs> um, all right, to get some horses. Heading yeah, to so. Magnabar. I think we can skip the horse part, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you go to the Goblin Squash stables. You talk to. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name. He hates goblins. He has goblin ears nailed Joe. up on the rafters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's horrible. You, you kind of give him the voucher from the sheriff, and he gives you four horses, unless uh, Maniri wants a pony. Maneri uh, is dead, like a pony. Too insensitive, prig. Marigold would like a pony. She would like it to be as close to white as humanly possible, and she is immediately going to call it Roland. Oh, wow. replace. Oh, we're we're not going to discuss healthy. the psychological problems of that. <laughs> Speaking Turns of, out they only have black ponies. I'm going to so put you on the spot go, now. Wait, hold on, hold on. Ooh, ooh, so are we okay. like, are we now headed out of town? Presumably, uh, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, so as we are headed out of town, um, Marigold is going to ride up next to Gotara and kind of so, like, good. So just just for context, when we get there, Gotara is immediately greeted by her donkey Jack, and spends <laughs> a few minutes getting him hitched up to her cart, 
and ready to roll. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I feel like this horse was owned by a previous person. <laughs> No, it's a rented horse. You got a used horse. No, they're oh, just like God. you're just renting out Alfonso's uh, horse now. Now I'm just gonna run on ahead. <laughs> we'll avoid this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so we're heading to not burn down the house like I wanted, but to consecrate, consecrate, cleanse it. Good, consecrate. Yeah. Okay. With horses, you could probably get there in about an hour, a half, two hours. It, they move a little faster than walking speed. So. Why didn't we use yeah. horses last time? Damn. Uh, I, you know, Janosch, if you really want to burn something, there's lots of bodies down there that could certainly use it. Including the body of the fellow who killed your cousin. I mean, I'm happy to burn that asshole, but I don't have the urge to burn anything other than the house that, you know... A bunch what? of murders took place in, killed a bunch of people, transformed people, you know, committed, had some people commit suicide. Hey, so what, why don't we take that urge and channel it towards the board immediately useful area? What do you think? Sure. So as you ride up to this house, once again, you notice the disproportional amount of chimneys over this house. <laughs> We all think of Veneri. The house of many gables. <laughs> right. Uh, I believe I'm trying to find it here that the house is crooked, its gables angling sharply and breached in at least three places. Chimneys that rise up from various that. points from the rooftops, leaning like sick old men in a storm. All packed with treasure. As Dick Van Dyke does a dance routine. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, even though you feel like the evil has left this house, this house is still feeling very evil. Working on it. <laughs> so, do you go in through the well, or do you go in through the front door? I think we can take the stairs. I, I feel as though we should take the well. Yeah. In fact, I would have taken my rope back from the well. So, I mean, we could retie it, I'm just saying. I would have taken that back. I don't know that we should take the stairs, as... You all discussed the many haunts that were in this home. Yes, it does not seem a wise thing to go in through that until the land is consecrated, no? Alright, we can use the bloody rope again. So, we confirmed this a couple times ago. Uh, everyone should be okay after some tries, but can I have Dame Marigold make me a climb check? <laughs> By the way, Gotara ties off Jack and chides him to keep an eye on the other horses. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen is enough to climb down. I should make it every ten feet, but I don't really care about that many rules. When Nate doesn't care about a rule, we're doomed. All right. So Marigold helps. <laughs> Means there's something way Gotara, more fun I have to get to. Um, with <laughs> setting up whatever she needs to set up in order for this consecration to happen. So you get back in front of this giant fungus, as I will not read the flavor notes again on it, but it <laughs> looks like it has the image of a man in it with that polyhedral cube, or not cube, but polyhedral device at the bottom that you smashed. Right. So first, I need to cast um, Bless Water real quick, because sure. you need a vial of holy water to do this, and then I am going to cast Consecrate. And just for flavor, as I do that, I'm performing kind of the, the usual blessing that is used kind of 
are consecrating basically dwarven graveyards because she acknowledges this place, as Janusz put it, as basically being an open grave. Okay, and as you just wait and Gotar is working on this ritual, it didn't really come through as loud as I was hoping. Okay, cool. I didn't hear it at all. Oh, well then let's try again. I, I heard it partially. Headphones. Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> Sounds like bless. <laughs> it does. So you, you cast a spell, spell. right? Uh, is there any other ritual to the spell you need to do? No, just the consecration, and it's centered obviously on the fungus of evil. <laughs> okay. So once you finish the casting of the spell, you kind of notice that that figure in the wall seems to like coalesce for a second, and it starts one arm rips off from the wall, and the second arm like rips off from the wall and frees a foot and another foot. And this shadowy, fungus-like creature steps out from the wall and takes a couple steps before crashing to the ground on its knees. And it just starts, like, trying to speak, but this inhuman voice. just comes out of it and it crumbles to dust on the floor and a quick kind of just as you said cleric sense or with <laughs> Marigold's literal detect evil shows that this house is now clean you to say it in such a creepy way <laughs> yeah. nobody seen poltergeist yeah. Yeah. dude I'm picturing boondock says this house is clean did I watch it I lived it house is literally on a native burial. You you understand that there's no evil here, but this does not feel like a great place anymore. Like it, it doesn't feel great to Should be standing in this down, house. But oh, I don't know. Some no. purple, a little potpourri, and I think this would be great. I'm just saying, I'm a man of the law. I cannot allow us to burn it down. But that is technically dis destruction of private property. It's a lot of paperwork on my ends. While you're doing this, we could have burned uh, it down if you hadn't said anything to the bloody sheriff, but either way. <laughs> Yanosh is burning the body of Aldern for right now. He is containing it so it doesn't catch the whole house on fire. <laughs> just so um, they, while that's happening. There's a lot of smoke in these caverns now. <laughs> yeah. I meant burn it outside, you tough yes, let, 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 Let's not let's taking this up the frickin' well. <laughs> I, I do not think it is healthy to breathe undead smoke. So two things. One, I assume Marigold doesn't notice because she's so close to the ground. And two, I'm gathering up um, the pictures that I've now realized are from my stolen notebook. Are you taking any of the other items on the table? Well, first I'm getting all of my first I'm getting all of my art back and and anyone who's paying attention might notice she kind of lingers on one picture in particular, but once she's done with that, she would look at everybody else and say, like, do any of you recognize anything that you might want or need that he might have stolen from you or anything like that? Can I roll a perception on A, the picture she was looking at, and then B, what all is important on here? Uh, yeah, you don't need to roll it. I mean, it's... Well, roll the perception against uh, Rob's 
I'm gonna say sleight of hand, Rob, to see if. Oh you yeah, can she's hide got it. no sleight of hand, so you probably pull it off. It's just a thirty-three uh, beat check. Oh yeah, he totally saw because she like flat out paused. <laughs> so which photo was Gotara paused on? So she's picking up all these like sketches that she's done, and sh- you see that the one she stops at, it's actually half. It looks to be half finished. It's a group of people, two women, two men, sitting around what looks like a fire. And what did you get for perception? Thirty-three. You probably notice not only is it half finished, but there look to be splotches on it of some kind of dried brown substance. The tasteful nude. Got it. You, you maybe see that the inspector clocks this, but he doesn't see anything. As always, he's just gathering information. She's distracted. Table. She wouldn't notice. On the table is an old short sword, a fine leather pen and ink file with the initials AS on it, a pamphlet advertising hand-drawn tattoos, a well-read book on military strategy and the effectiveness of magic and formation combat, a cooking pot, some discarded potion bottles, one of which has an angry face drawn on it, and there are charcoal pictures of a catfolk, a large tattooed man with a spear, a strong-looking man in front of an oven, a human man standing over a grave holding a bow, and a human with a giant pet lizard as well as a dwarf smelting at the forge. And so these are all the prior people, so you know the inspector and Marigold don't have anything in here, right? Doesn't seem to be. I feel like I would definitely take the sketches that I recognize, so the ones that are clearly, you know, like Dominic, Minieri, and Alfonso. And I think noticing that that's... Alfonso's presumably citation writing pen. <laughs> I, I think that Gotaro would probably take that just out of respect and probably do something with it later. Let us take us. Let us take them all. These are all uh, evidence and clues. No, so uh, I think we should take them all. Don't My question is, who the hell wrote Takua's pamphlets? I'm not sure he could write in this language. <laughs> Whoever is taking them, write them in your throw them in the bag. In the bag of holding. Just, yeah. Yeah, just tell me what you're taking then, so I can put it in the bag. I'll send it to you after, Jesse. Yeah. Okay. If, when she picks yeah, up, no, like, ready to light. leave this awful place. Ah. Yeah, Marigold is not far behind. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This has probably been the two worst days of my life. I've had some pretty terrible days. So, what are you guys doing now? Leave in the house? Yeah, I think we're heading off to Magnamar. Okay. We're off on the road to Magnamar. Um, <laughs> as we are leaving Misgivings and headed on to Magnamar, Marigold pulls her pony up to the cart because Gotar is on a cart or is she walking next to the cart? No, she is driving a cart. Got it. So is driving next to the cart, and is there like a space for her to sit if she wanted to sit with you? Oh yeah. So she's going to come up and tie her pony to the back of your cart. I ask you to stop, obviously, and then <laughs> get up into the cart and just say, I, "I I must speak with you privately for a few minutes. If you could just rein up a little and let the gentleman go ahead." Hi, sure. 
You know, how quiet are you being? <laughs> Pretty quiet. <laughs> I need to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't hear it. Traditional no, sure. and subtlety. You're a little echoey again. It strikes me that that place was very aptly named. Do, do, do you think they knew what was going to happen there? Or is it just coincidence? <laughs> that would be quite interesting if a seer was involved. <laughs> I think it is quite funny. Misgivings and well. There's a lot of misgivings about necromancy there. What happens when you roll knowledge plot? <laughs> so Marigold gets very serious and just looks at you and really spends a moment staring kind of at your features and trying to assess you almost in, in not in a an accusatory way, but just in kind of a, a very concerned way. If you scrunch your face up anymore like that, lass, it's going to stick like that. I just hope you knew that. Well, Gotara, I just, I'm new to this party, and I'm new to you and your role here, but I, I must ask you. I. Is it normal for your party to attack opponents who have begged for mercy? Normal in this group is a fluid term, at least in my experience so far. Now, mind you, you didn't meet most of the originals, and you certainly never met Alfonso, to whom normal was a foreign country, but if you're concerned about what I did when he attacked me, I understand that for you, and for certainly folk, that you feel you're compelled to offer mercy to anything that asks for it. But for me, and for those who follow my god, Torag, showing mercy to a creature like that is downright foolish. Whatever was human, whatever was redeemable about that creature died a long time ago. And that thing had just confessed not only to multiple murders, including to the merit of his own wife, but to trying to spread a plague I'll admit that perhaps I was motivated by something less than righteous fury and more a desire for vengeance on my lost friends and, com and comrades, but I didn't regret what I did. And I think in the final analysis, he needed to be put down. I don't disagree that in the end, what needed to be done had to be done, but he begged for mercy. And there was another entity in that body. And you showed it no mercy. And that is not honor, no matter what god you serve. And so I must ask you that you must show restraint when an opponent begs for mercy. If in the end, we must end it, and we must end the evil that is on this plane, I understand and will do everything I can to protect you and the rest of the good people. But I will not and cannot allow those that I ride with to attack those who beg for forgiveness and for mercy. I can respect your beliefs, lady, and I'll be a bit more forbearing in the future. However, I will not allow empty platitudes to get in the way of protecting the people that I, the people that I ride with either. 
but I'd rather have you breathing and mad at me than I would have to say a prayer over your corpse because some creature convinced he or anyone else that it wanted mercy. And I didn't think for even a minute that it, that thing meant what it said, whichever one of them was talking. We can agree to disagree for now. I. And either way, I'm glad you're along. I am too. She does get off the horse. She does get off the <laughs> wagon though, <laughs> and unties her pony and heads off, kind of like in between the boys and you. Okay, so it is a, a about ten-hour journey to Magnamar from Sandpoint. Moving at a gentle pace, you guys could push it if you wanted to get there quicker, but. You guys don't seem to be any super rush. So, is the inspector regaling people with tales of Magnum? Oh, God. I think he will explain if anyone asks questions, but, you know, say what you will, he's not actually all that braggadocious. He will mention things, like, as they come up, it's like, ah, this reminds me of such and such case, but it's only really relevant. He's not actually bragger. Yeah, okay. I don't know. She is interested in Magnamar in general. He's not really dead. Sure, so okay. let me no give problem. a little exposition yeah, here. Inform him what, what to expect. I think Kotara's yeah. been there before, so she would probably be asking him, like, you know, such and such pub or something is still open or something like that. No, it's Is the old fish and chips still there? <laughs> that, that, that one closed down due to multiple health code violations. Then I suppose you're the one who hit them up, aren't you? That is not, uh, that is not what I investigate. That would be the health department. It's a completely different group of people. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, there's not a lot of laws in Magnamar. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Magnamar, so let me get into this a little before. The journey there is a pleasant one. You follow the road all the way to Magnamar, with gentle rolling hills and small wooded areas can be seen in the distance, but not too close to the road. As you approach Magnamar, however, so the city of Magnamar sits on the coast. It is a very large city, founded yeah, roughly about 100 years ago. It was founded from a group of people from Corvosa that were tired of being oppressed in Corvosa, and they traveled west until they found the sea cleft in this... It's a giant, immense ridge, essentially, that was ruined and destructed. And many of the local Varesians settled with these Chalaxians that moved from Corvosa, and the integrations of the two cultures was not seamless. Even though they left Corvosa because of searching for a greater acceptance, things were not harmonious with the indigenous Varesians. They, the Varesians asked them if they would settle their homes south of the Yandabakari River, away from the Varesian holy grounds, but because they already settled in, the Chalaxians decided not to. They refused to move, except for one person, Ordelia Wilren, which Magnamar is broken up into distri different districts, one of those districts is named Ordelia after her. Ordelia agreed as long as she was shown a... She agreed as long as the local Varesians showed her an angel on the holy ground. In response, they told her to look 
to the sea-cleft spire every day at dawn for a week, and she did. On the last day, she saw a vision of an angel, to which she believed was Desna. Two years later, a great storm racked the land and threatened to destroy the city, but Ordelia prayed to this angel, and in a blinding flash of light, lightning struck the spire, blasting it to pieces, but also scattering the storm. Having heard what Ordelia did, the townsfolk and local Varesians agreed to build a new tower as a symbol of Magnamarian and Varesian utility. It took 18 years, but the Arvensor Tower was complete. Magnamar today is run by the Council of Ushers and the Office of the Lord Mayor. The city has a third unofficial government called the Varesian Council, which handles anything that has to do with Varesian affairs. Unfortunately, the city's small but very active Shawanti element does not extend this custom or beliefs to them, which they're usually looked down upon, especially for being a city founded on accepting people's beliefs. While the town is, or city, is more than home to 16,000 people, majority of people are Chelish or Chelish Varesian descent. While only being 100 years removed from Corvosa, they do not associate themselves with Corvosa or Cheliacs at all, but they are Magnamarians. And Corvosa is Magnamar's chief rival for just about everything. The city is also called the City of Monuments. It has 12 grandiose monuments around the different districts of the city, that if specific acts of reverence are performed in front of them, they will grant small boons, or so they say. The other thing... So hold I'm on gonna... a minute. Mm -hmm. This place is run by the Council of Ushers. Yes. Is one of them confessions there of Usher? No. No, but they will show you to your seats. Is one of them Usher from the faculty? No. Stop. One of them Usher. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of the Usher one. Oh. Uh... <laughs> I'm not proud of that. You should be. I'm a little proud of it. The shoes on the usher foot. Sure. Usher up. This is what I want to show you, just for an idea, because I think these are actually really cool. This is a artwork of the city of Magnamar. Oh, God. Man, we don't want to see that. What the hell's wrong with you? That's a giant ire span. Where are That's you sharing this? On roll 20. Roll 20. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was like, so that stone that bridge looks... for all our listeners is going to be great I'll try to describe you can see a very grandiose port city with a giant ridiculously giant stone bridge that goes across it that is the ancient Thessalonian bridge that after that picture ends it pretty much stops I think I have another one that shows that so it has so we're talking like old, broken aqueduct kind of thing kind of yeah there's another one oh and that's then that, sick that tower in the background, that's the tower I was just describing, the Arvensor, or Arvensor Tower. The minus and the giant nice. bridge, it looks like Croatia. Mm. And also I that know. river in the middle there of this picture, that is that river I was talking about, the, I'm never going to get this right, Yonda Bakari River. This is untight. Yeah, it exactly. is pronounced Yonda Bakari. Oh, God. <laughs> and just so you guys have an idea as well, here is a map of the city. It is a large city. Looks like a dope place to live. <laughs> so, oh my god, it's enormous. Yeah. Do people live underneath the bridge? There's uh, a whole yes. city underneath. It looks like. <laughs> There's a whole district. Question, do people live on top of the bridge? It does mm, not look like it. Not really. Well, that's unused real estate and for our city planning. That's where we're gonna make our keep. 
I was going to say, so we're just abandoning <laughs> the plot for a real estate scheme is what I'm hearing. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. We are derailing this. Going right off the bridge. Okay. And I so, think you were right with Yanda Bakari. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, it's it's interesting. That, that's what I would have called it. So. It's a dress. Where are we coming in from? Are we coming in from Odella or are we coming in from like the Alabaster district? Uh, why can't I make this map bigger? Uh, no, you're going coming in from the Lost Coast Road. The Long road. Coast Road. From the, in the north. By the way, anyone else? Okay, so the s- Alabaster district area. Yes. Got it. So, so anyone else getting a serious Constantinople vibe up from that backstory, by the way? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Anyways, uh, so where is my boss located? Uh, they <laughs> like the are boss in... of the story, or like the guy yeah. who? <laughs> my, 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 no, my he, I know who means. Cool. He means Justice Ironbriar. Oh, that's right. Nate lives Where's in Duckaway. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's actually in the Capital District. That's where the. Uh, oh my God! What's the name of the building? I can never get it right. The Pediment Building. In the ushers hall. The pediment building is like, for lack of a better term, let's say the hall of justice. This is where like all the justices are. This is where, you know, your office is out of. It's you know, police HQ. It's one police plaza. Yeah. Where so, is the dis- Where is that? What district? Uh, capital district. So it's going to take some time to learn this. Yeah, yeah. So clue is located in the pediment. Yeah, there's wow. a clue in there. The capital district is one of the largest districts as well. Um, when we get to... I assume I have a house here. Uh, you probably rent a decent apartment. It's less a house, more a lean-to in an alley. When we get here, um, Marigold's going to ask, um, the inspector, do you know where the hammer and stone is? Ah, yes, the hammer and stone. It is located in the capital district. In the, in the capital district, which is good because we are heading that way anyways. I need to report to my boss and I would really appreciate it if you would come with me as you were more than instrumental in uh, getting as far as we have on this case. Inspector, that almost sounded like a compliment. So, let me give you ah, some more. Do where credit is due. In the capital district, many sites can be seen. The biggest and most impressive is the ruined ancient relic of the Irespan. From the days of old Thassalon, this massive structure still stands on the city. While the capital district is not the heart of Magnamar's labor industry, it does boast a lot of artisans, sculptors, jewelers, and fine woodcrafters. While finding merchants in every street selling their wares, the capital district is home to two of the most important buildings in the city, the Pediment and the, Ru- the Usher's Hall. The pediment building stands here in impressive gray stone with resplendent upper halls, with stern-faced gargoyles and grim judges decorated all around it. Inside, as the inspector would know, you wouldn't get this without having him, are the Justice Court and the Halls of Virtue. This is where the 13 justices of the city interpret and uphold the laws of the city and hold court. While not many laws exist in the city to which it somehow works for them, the justices have to be very careful how they do interpret what laws they have. Inside is also the office of the Lord Mayor of Magnamar. While the justices interpret and uphold the laws, the Lord Mayor oversees day-to-day operation of the city. The inspector's office is in the lower floors of the building, 
and with the inspector reporting to Justice Ironbriar, like I said, who up, who heads up the enforcement of laws around the city and other investigations. You know, it is funny. You live in the city for so long, but you never actually go to the bridge. You live around these monuments, and you're just like, ah, it's the background. Anyways, this is where I work. Uh, we need to Are we it. there? Apparently. Did I miss a lot of walking? Apparently we hit the skip button during the cutscene. Yeah, why not? What else are we going to do? Works for me. I I think the first thing we need to do is report to my boss. Apparently. And then we can go see the... uh, Karen, where did you want to go? So we have a voucher to stay at the Hammer and Stone. We need to talk to Fulton. That's Fulton. Yes. We can yeah, uh, times in. There we go. What time of, Nate, what time of day is it? Uh, it's probably early afternoon, one, two-ish o'clock. Okay. I just don't want us to be trying to talk to his boss like at eight o'clock at night. No, <laughs> you guys probably got up a little late, ate breakfast, went over, got your horses, and then, like I said, it was probably a two-hour journey. <clears throat> got so up, ate breakfast, had a funeral, cleansed the house. <laughs> And honestly, the check-in time at the uh, at the end it is not until four o'clock. They need to flip over the rooms. Oh, that's right. With consecrating misgivings, it's probably more like three o'clock. I, I would like to get to him before uh, before closing time in a couple hours. So you, you hey, know? It's your job. <laughs> exactly. Is okay. it just a um, coincidence that the compass rose? happens to be a seven-pointed star. No. It's been like that on every map. Oh, okay. I just now noticed it. I'm so glad 80 episodes in at this point. It's almost 60. like it's part of perfect timing. 60 episodes in, I just... Okay. Alright, we can we can cut that. Next. For what's worth, <laughs> I don't know if it's coincidental, but it's been there the whole time. I don't Excellent. think it's a coincidence. I'm pretty sure they did that deliberately. <laughs> what could it mean? I thought it was special <laughs> to Magnamar, damn it. But apparently not. All right. Anyway. It's like it's all connected into the same story. So, walking That's why you're into... the inspector, Steve. The inspector right. suddenly sees the bridge very close up. <laughs> Never seen it before. The, the, the inspector did nothing to you. This is Steve Dick. So you know, walking into the pediment building, you are? I never have I looked yes, at the bridge. we're going into the pediment building. Okay. With the you inspector walk- in front of us as a shield. Right. Uh, you walk <laughs> the into case. the pediment building and imagine walking into, like, the FBI building. The, the J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover building. Like, you have great marble floors with the great seal of Magnamar on it. These grandiose columns around... And in front of you is like a, for lack of a term, a check-in desk. You see a boss for address too. Yeah, right. You see a a couple uh, different people sitting there. One of which is a human female, and she kind of looks up and she's about to be like, "Oh, how can I help?" And she sees the inspector, and she's like, "Oh, inspector, we weren't expecting you back so soon. How are you?" (laughs) Well, uh, the the investigation actually went a lot quicker. than expected, and Not of course, quick. it came out of it, it left the uh, town and is led back here. So, uh, obviously, I need to report in. Um, but uh, 
beyond that, uh, Linda, how are, how are the kids doing? Little Jimmy had a birthday recently, did he not? No? Sheila. Oh. <laughs> he said Sheila. He, he knows exactly who this is. Stop <clears throat> fucking with me. Yeah. Her is blown away because she's traveling yeah. with someone whose co-workers actually see the white. The point is, he's, he's shooting the shit with her uh, a bit. Well, she just kind of stops now that, you know, he got her name wrong. No, he did not get her wrong. Oh, no, name we're leaving wrong. that in. No, fuck <laughs> you, man. He would not get her name wrong. <laughs> you must be thinking of one of the other girls. That is not how it went down. Stop, <laughs> stop calling my, uh, uh, oh, how's it feel when someone throws a wrench in your plan, Steve? It's terrible. I don't like it. So but I'm not the GM. She sits there and yeah. talks to you for a little bit, telling you that uh, you know, things have been quiet in the city, and you notice that when she says that, she kind of turns away. And you don't even have to roll with your sense motive. You know she's hiding it. She says that there hasn't been much going on for you, that uh, there's no cases on your desk or anything, but obviously everything's the way you left it. Okay. Well, there's, uh, obviously I need to make a report in. Um, is the uh, justice available right now, or uh, should I make an appointment for tomorrow? I would make an appointment for tomorrow, but to be honest, I don't know if he's seeing anyone tomorrow. He's been out of town for a couple days. He's supposed to be coming in tomorrow morning early, and I don't know if he's going to want to take any appointments. That is fair. Um, I will put my name down to uh, to report in. Obviously, there there are some disturbing implications from the case that uh, lead back to uh, more nefarious elements within within our humble city. Uh, let, let me put it down. Obviously, if you cannot see me tomorrow, we, at as early as convenience, I want to report in. But until then, I will be continuing my investigation. City, yada, yada, yada. The normal <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I'll send it up to his secretary, and I'll see if I can get you on the list a little earlier than normal. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um... Let us, uh, me and my friends, we are going to go to my office. I think it is a good place to put some of our evidence that we have collected so we can organize it. You have a great afternoon, no? Thank you very much, Inspector. Janos mentions that we should probably tell her where we're staying. I... <laughs> it, it is not a problem. I will be staying at my home. They know how to reach me, and I will come back in the morning. Got it. We, we, we do not need to. Oh, one so, second, everyone. And she kind of just writes you a little visitor's pass. Oh. Inspector, you Hi, know my this. name is Janos. <laughs> <laughs> I have short-term oh, memory loss. It's like blood on the sticker. <laughs> Hi, Hi my name is... Hi, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Sheila, was it? Yes. How can I help you? Thank you. Thank you, Sheila. Oh, you're very welcome. You enjoy your stay here in Magnamar. Thank you, my lady. You're very Yanosh welcome. Keep, so, Janos keeps walking. He's, yeah. <laughs> so basically, I want to go to my office where I probably have 
reference material and whatnot. And yeah, I your want, office is on the first floor, so it's yeah. you know down the hall to the left. Yeah. So basically, I want to start compiling any evidence we have, especially you know those relating to the links into Magmar itself. I know there was a, a letter from uh, Alfonso's sister. Obviously, we had the letter that we found on. Uh, the uh, skin saw man, all that stuff. Sure, Is anyone else psychopath board oh. with the red string and everything? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Okay. Is anyone else picturing a black velvet painting of a mime? Like the no, first thing we see you. when we walk when we walk into his office. It is. I'm basically just seeing uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia when Charlie gets the the red wool yarn. Yeah, and oh, it's yeah. completely crazy in the mailroom. That's basically what I'm saying. Well, I mean, it is an investigation board, but no, it is a very clean office. He's also, somehow or other, there's a window behind him that sh- that has the Eiffel Tower in the background, even though this is Magnamar. I, someone enchanted this window. I do not know. <laughs> so it is a joke. I we cannot need uh, Marigold comes up to the board and writes on it. Um, or writes on a piece of paper and then writes and sticks it to the board or gives it to you and says that we need to know about the brothers and Zanesha, Zanisha, um, the mistress of the seven. So Uh, there's a townhouse somewhere around here. So bells from Notre Dame. We are in Paris. I was like, someone <laughs> smacking pots around? What the hell is that? No way. Just Katie. <laughs> oh, the hunchback is at work? Yeah. But it was the hunchback I, the whole time. I'm thinking we can use this as a more or less base of operations for uh, our investigation in the city. Sounds good. Since, since well, I have the office space, might as well use it. So, Mistress of the Seven, we've got a seven-pointed star... And we know this has something to do with the seven deadly sins. Yes, the, I find this very disturbing, this link that we are having to the, uh, that ruins the low, uh, sand points and, uh, that goblin castle. It is, it's very, uh, it's not good, but more than that, there seems to also be some sort of criminal, criminal element in and Marigold asks the inspector if does he know anyone do you know anyone who is familiar with the guilds or criminal groups in town? I mean I would the brothers the is one of those. Ah, uh, that is difficult finding someone familiar with the criminal guilds here on the Hall of Justice. No, um There's probably not somebody <laughs> that knows about all of them, but you could probably yeah. find a little bit about all of them from asking around. What is it you're looking to know? Exactly. I was uh, wondering if you had an undercover cop that happened to know all of the gangs in Magmar. <laughs> it would be really nice if you could just lay that all out for us. It, oh, it uh, would yeah, be uh, very nice, but there are lots of them, and they do not all get along. Out oh, comes a guy. There's a dossier labeled yeah. rats. Oh, that's good. So, <laughs> the guy in the other would be like, "I'm not giving up my undercover guy just for your investigation." Yeah. <laughs> There's like a folder on his desk that just says informants, comma, all of them. I spent three years and I'm not sacrificing him. Damn it, Gerard Rodriguez, I need this. This is a investigation. You are only going to bust a few uh, drug dealers. But this 
This is hey. a bunch of plots. Come on. Elves Hector. are French or gnomes Hispanic. You're breaking my balls, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Inspector, maybe we could talk to this Donnie Brasco fella. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> you stay away from him. He is not nice. I, I thought you say... died on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that while in the, I guess, squad room, the common area, I forgot what you actually call it in a police headquarters there. It's just turning into Barney Miller. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the chow room. You know what, Rob? For a Barney what? Miller reference, I'm going to give you half a bottle cap, like a half a pendant of life. <laughs> Right, that's gonna be useless. Well, you can always get another one. Like that actually like stunned me, and I have to stop what I'm doing and be like, "Wow, Barney Miller, holy shit!" I feel like that's a full <laughs> bottle cap where yeah, that's a deep cut. Yeah, but it was it was just like it wasn't. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with a half. It's like a pendant of life. You, you've yeah. given me one for serial reference. I think he deserves this. Yeah, yeah but I think that actually broke me, and we had to stop recording. Fair enough. <laughs> so. With the days of Barney Miller going by, you do kind of hear and see milling about that there have been murders in the city. There's always murder in the city. It's 16,000 people. But something strikes you about this. Seeing the reports and you're not exactly looking at evidence photos because there's no cameras, but you know the sketchings that took three days to do, you notice that the murders around town are eerily similar. It looks like people have been carved up with seven-pointed stars into their chests. Oh, boy. Now, I'll admit, I'm, the, I'm not a, an inspector of my own self, but it seems to me like these may be related. No, no, this is uh, what we call uh, in the business uh, a clue. I thought not, that's not, what my name, not my name, the actual <laughs> clue, but this is an actual clue. No, no, this is a clue. This, holding up one of the sketches, is what we call bloody obvious. Yes, So, normally I'd make you roll a perception, but with (laughs) clues high perception, I feel like you would just notice this, and you also being an inspector. Not only is it similar to what happened in Sandpoint, you notice that the people that were killed were merchants and politicians, guards, and moneylenders. So, everyone... Someone is just a lot of people. House. Just putting this out there, greed. There are many. Maneri put that out there a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> who? Oh, Maneri's dead. Poor one out for cat girl. Yeah. Apparently, uh, merchants, so, yeah. money lenders, guards, and what was it? Politicians. 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 Yeah. So Janos kind of shakes his head. It's like, yeah, that, that kind of checks out. Uh, preliminary guess. Uh, these things all seem to be some sort of organization trying to cover up uh, loose ends. But uh, who, who knows? It, it is too early, but ah, that seven-pointed star, that is... That is clearly is it- a, a giant flash of warning light? <laughs> yes, I... Is there a date to, like, the most recent death? Uh, the most recent death was probably about three days ago. But they go back for a few months. Hmm. Professor, or professor, and, Inspector, uh, do you think that the body would still be 
hear that of whatever murder. Maybe the most recent one? Uh, Yes. Do you think? We would need to ask access from the investigator and chat to that one. But, uh. So, I'm. I got a question before all this. Um, the Skinsaw Man, you know, obviously he was churned. Do we have a rough timeline of the last time the prior group saw him? Uh, the Swallowtail. Well, probably a couple days after the Swallowtail Festival, which is uh, the beginning of September. It would have been when we, after we went hunting with him. And you said yeah. the oldest uh, body goes back what three months? Correct. All right. So it started. Before. So obviously, the Skinsaw Man was not the only inventor. Ah, Put it this way: by the time Clue left for Sandpoint, which was probably about a week ago, not just shy of a week ago. Nobody was really connecting all these together. Yeah. It's- now it seems like something's up, especially with what they got from Sandpoint that this was happening. Somebody started being, wait, what's going on? So, it, Inspector, um, if this body is still in possession of the Inspectorate Police, I don't know what you'd be, what your lot are called. Um, if you can get them to retain it for another night, then I have a way of speaking with the dead. And we might be able to get some clues from them. I just need an evening to prepare the spill. Janosh kind of looks at you strangely after making this comment so casually that you can speak with the dead. I mean, it's... (laughs) Not a lot of beasts where you come from out of there, Janosh. Unfortunately, we do not have many barracks on on hand. That would be useful in our investigative process. Um... I will find out who is uh, in charge of this case. So, son, that's not the weirdest thing you're going to see here in this city. Obviously, <laughs> procedure clue isn't going to step on anyone's uh, toes yep. here, so he is going to find out who the investor. On the next is. episode of Torchwood, if anybody yeah. knows that show. <laughs> Ooh, wow! <laughs> that's what they do in that show. There Pretty is. much every other episode. Good show, though. <laughs> Do we have an actual NPC or is it just random inspector? <laughs> inspector Bob. What, the one in charge of the investigation? Of that, of the most recent murder. He just goes by Columbo. No, his name is question. Hal Williams. Hal Williams. Okay. That's the investigator? Male. He's a human male. Yeah. <laughs> Related to Hank Williams, you know. Older brother. He's a- Human male, suspiciously made up on the spot looking. Yeah. All right, I'll go up. Hal, do you have any family? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like that guy you know, but not that guy you know, the other one. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> wow. Uh, Williams, uh, I see you got a case a couple of days ago. A box with a uh, carving in the chest, no? Clue, when the hell did you get back? <laughs> a couple hours ago. Oh. It was so nice. That's, that's the reaction we're used to with Steve's characters. <laughs> William I, I know you and I have not seen that to eye recently, uh, but uh, the, the, the whole uh, Sandpoint uh Sandpoint case. It has come back, and I got to say, the seven-pointed star showed up there. Um, 
Obviously, I do not want to step on your toes, but I think our cases may be linked. Do you mind if I take a look at the body? Step on my toes? Step on my toes. Like you came in and just started commandeering around that Palmer case in the underbridge? You walked in like you, you own the place. It was my case, damn it. I, I was not starting that case. My my uh, case with the, uh, the the Zachariah case. It, it came back. and uh, what, what am I supposed to do? I, I have to do my job. The fact that there was overlap, I, I'm sorry. This is why I'm coming to you now. I realize I, I did you wrong on that. So... This is the proverbial olive branch. You wouldn't know an olive branch if it was shoved up your ass. Ah, <laughs> you are classy as always. What's that <laughs> supposed to mean? You are talking about in, like, uh, rectal <laughs> penetration with that, with olive branches. <laughs> I come here showing you respect to your kiss, and you are you are coming at me with sodomy. It is uh. Yeah. <laughs> Janos will clear his throat. <laughs> and can we uh? Get the bow rolling here. Uh, you know, this is how these things go. Just give me a minute. He's not looking at you. He's looking at the other guy. He's not <laughs> too happy with this other guy right now. What is your name there? Yanush? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot I'm wearing a sticker that says, <laughs> Hi, my name is Yanush. <laughs> my name can be anything you want to be, honey. you give us this information. Marigold leaves. She's I think like, I should go like, like, now. No, she blows him to go into a, to a corner. No, I like stop Marigold. No, no. It's just getting good. <laughs> I think I better call Vice. Nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is either going to be a fight or something very different either way you want to see it. So what do we do in here? <laughs> well, Clue. You know, I'd because love to Yano's help you. just turned into, like, Wild West to, like, what is happening? I'm sorry. I'm talking to fucking Hank Williams. We went to like, his name is Hal. all the possible Brokeback Mountain in about five seconds. Pretty soon he's going to take out a Coors Heavy and tell us about how it's, <laughs> <laughs> like, legs are killing him from being in the I saddle I only drink all day. Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> Pulls out, like, a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> From his sleeve. <laughs> it's now canon. Janos has a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> That'll add to the creepiness of how how weird he already looks. Anyway, so Hal Williams. Oh God. Inspector Hal Williams looks at Clue and says, "You know, I'd love to help you, Clue, but you would not." <laughs> Yeah, that was the point. I know, but you already have, what is it, uh, 13, 14 cases on your desk, and you got this other one. I just want to see if they're related. We all can't take I'm... vacation to Sandpoint to go look on hometown murders. Wait a minute. <laughs> I kind of like leaning over Janos and, um, and Marigold. He's from Sandpoint? <laughs> no, no, he vacationed. I, but he called it a hometown murder. Hmm. Williams, I got to tell you. I think you mean small town. This, the, this Where the hell of, is he from? I'm from a cloud. <laughs> that is the issue, yeah. You are not. I'm from a you cloud. Your argument is invalid. 
<laughs> from Cloud Miniri 2022. Okay, anyway, uh, sorry. Rest in, rest in peace, Miniri. <laughs> well, Miniri went to the clouds, hopefully. <laughs> well, she got scattered in the ocean. She's, she's stuck probably in purgatory. Anyway, so finally, the third time I'm trying to get through this, he says, I would love to help you, but I can't. The body has already been interred. I will do you this, though. Here. And he shuffles around over to his desk and picks up a couple of files. He goes, here, you can take my files on them. Because you're just going to railroad me on this investigation anyway, so why don't I just give it to you? When you're done, I get the collar. More than happy to give that to you. Alright. There's a... A pleasure as always. But Clue? Take a file. I know we don't see eye to eye, but this is one sick fuck. You are telling me, uh, you should have seen the sick fuck that we, uh, we ran into down, down south. Whew. We will, uh, we will walk away with the case file and, uh, yeah, kind of prove Be careful out there. Inspector, are, are all of your colleagues like friendly and forthcoming? <laughs> Will, as we walk away out of your shop, <laughs> you have to forgive Williams. He has gone through a terrible divorce. Uh, gone into his work hard. And <laughs> yes, there was an overlap in cases, but really, he, he was a he was a great guy before Deborah left him, but uh, he, he was dedicated, but it, it just, uh, yeah. Is anyone else picturing him played by Richard Beasler now? <laughs> well, I am now. <laughs> he also lost his, uh, his brother to a terrible horse. He's had a rough go of it. Uh, he is allowed to be angry. You must okay. So, um, Inspector. Yes. This would be our city. What what would you recommend we be doing that? Maybe like seeing where all the murders have taken place and see if they're like it's a connection or a general area well, or some kind of pattern. There's definitely a connection. Yeah. Um, I will dig up. You know, obviously we will. I need to talk with my boss. I found this connection. There's a certain path to these things. Um, for now, let us look through this case file. You need to check into your hotel. Um, so you can go do that. I will take a look through this case file and see what we come up with and uh, meet back here in the morning. No? Okay. Um, if if in, you need anything or if we need you, where exactly is it that you live? Uh, he will give his street address. Okay. Six ninety two Rue de Mer, Magnamar, Gaucha. Would you, Inspector, mind bringing us to the hammer and stone, as we don't know where it is, and maybe then over dinner we can peruse the case file. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Oh come on, Marigold! Half the fun of being in a new city is getting hopelessly lost, and you know having a ask for directions and loud voices to people who don't know the same language. I completely is, understand. Uh, but when there is a murderer on the loose, I prefer to get down to business. This is true. 
do not want more buttons dropping. And also, there are multiple murderers. We already killed one murderer. Clearly, there is at least one more. Maybe it's a couple. I, I would go so far as to say that the title Brotherhood implies several. I was going to say, yeah. she probably has a network of people. Point is, we need to get to the head of this. Scarnetti uh... all along. We <laughs> <laughs> have to beeline back to Sandpoint. And we will pick up the rest of this investigation next time. Hey, Karen Borges here, but you may know me as Miniri, the constantly self-doubting catfolk swashbuckler. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. We would love for you to like, star, rate, or review on whatever streaming service you are using. Your help can bring new members who are still lost in the forest. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Split the Party on the Poor Decisions Network. This has been our presentation and interpretation of Paizo's Rise of the Rune Lords Adventure Path and background music by Sirenscape. Join us next time.